This is Felissa Rose. And this is Dave Sheridan. And you're listening to Jump Scare. Jump Scare. Jump Scare. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week, we're covering 1981's The Pit. But not nice people. Oh no, nasty people. And we know some awfully nasty people, don't we? We all have to go sometime. Going through that difficult stage. Girls. Now don't let that little perv get to you. Miss Livingston. Yes, you know. Oh, Miss Livingston. Pretty awful mess. What's left of her? I know where there's a huge hole in the ground. And at the bottom of the hole, down in the dark, there's some things. No one else in the whole world knows about them but you. She's pretty. Really pretty. Well then, she's She's just just what what we've been waiting for, isn't she? This was on Shudder? Yes. It's also available on Tubi, and it's in a few places. And I had never seen it before. I actually chose all the films, <laughs> all of the films uh, that we are going to be doing this month, because it is my birthday month! Yay! Ta-da! So, this is an Australian, no, this is a Canadian film. I'm literally thinking about the other movie that we did. Yes. That is an Australian film. It's a foreign film. <laughs> and there you know what? I didn't really recognize anyone. Um, the only one is the one lady who has like the most major credit. She's Sonia Smits. She was uh she was in um David Cronenberg's movie Video Drum. Oh, yeah, I didn't recognize anyone in this movie. And the uh the director's name is Lee I'm sorry, Lou Lehman. This was the only movie he directed. This was the only movie that the writer, Ian Stewart, this was their only movie that each of them did. That was it. They were one and done. They were out. Yeah. So there's um, Janine Elias, Sam Snyder, who's the little boy, Jamie, and Laura Hollingsworth is also in this film. Not recognizable faces to me besides Miss Smith. 
who I think Miss Smith is the uh, is the babysitter. I think she's the babysitter. Yes. So, yeah, what the hell was this movie? Yeah, because you see, we'll just do we do a quick synopsis and then we'll break some things down. Quick synopsis: Little boy has a teddy bear that talks to him and tells him to do bad things, and then he discovers out in the woods a pit that's inhabited by uh, monsters. He calls them trollogs, or they're troglodytes, or they're some kind of hairy. Looks kind of like trogs. Trogs, yeah. It looks kind of like uh, an Ewok with fangs. It's kind of what they look like. And he starts luring people eventually out to this pit and shoving them in to feed them. Yeah, basically, sum it up, it's a bully revenge movie. Yeah. There you go. And here's the thing. You could have done this movie without the talking teddy bear. Or you could have done this movie without the things in the woods. Either one of these would have been enough to do a whole movie with. You could have the kid whose teddy bear talks to him and tells him to kill people. Fine. There's a movie in that. You could have a movie with the kid who finds the creatures in the woods and lures people you know, people out there to be murdered. But this movie said, you know what? We've got to punch this up to 11. We need to have both of these things going on in the movie. Because it's not enough for just one. We need to have an evil talking teddy bear and underground monsters that live in a pit. Well, you know, I could see why they went. They went the opposite way of the novel, which is Teddy uh, yeah. by John Galt, and, which came out in 1980. And they kind of, that's what they changed about it. Because like in the original, it was all in his mind, right? Yeah, originally it was all just the talking teddy bear and nothing in the in the thing i mean the teddy bear is not real either but the teddy bear was telling him to do everything and the creatures in the pit weren't real they were all just in his head yeah that's the one thing about i'm okay with the direction they went with the revenge and using you know the trogs you know to feed his enemies you know i'm fine with that to feed them his enemies but what i didn't like and i was fine with the teddy to some extent (laughs) Until there was a scene where Jamie was not in the room. There was no one in his bedroom. And some shit was going down in the kitchen or some other part of the room. And Teddy slowly turns his head. And that's where I was like, okay, yes, you're making me watch a movie where there's these weird pit creatures. You know, these fanged Ewoks that are living in a pit. I'm supposed to believe that, but I yet I can't believe that the Teddy has powers. But yes, that's exactly what I'm fucking saying. You can't have these weird fucking creatures that may have been like this may be like a hills have eye situation. They're not even a creature. Let's say man that's not fully developed. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, like they're the cavemen or something. Exactly. Yeah. You now, but you're gonna tell me now Teddy has fucking powers. Like if Teddy had powers, I'm gonna tell you right now. Teddy needs to stand up, get his little fucking teddy legs, and bounce, and go do something else. Like, I don't know, be in Las Vegas, make a lot of fucking money. I mean, he had so many career opportunities, I feel. Why would he just be chilling out in some creepy boy's bedroom? There's a sci-fi writer named David Gerald, and I saw him give a talk one time, and he said, in any story, you can only have, like, one piece of, he said, we'll call it bullshitium. 
you can only have one piece of bullshittium in every story where you're where you just completely pull some shit out of your ass that you can do that one time in every story you do that more than that and people start to go ah this is bullshit i don't believe in any of this so he said one thing is all you can get away with I think when you, it's too coincidental for you to be like, oh, okay, he just happened to somehow find the fucking magic evil teddy bear and the pit in the woods full of creatures that he can feed his enemies to. This is either the luckiest or the unluckiest kid on the face of the fucking earth, one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And this is also a strange movie in the way that it plays out because it starts, and I kind of thought, is this one of those ones where Shudder fucked it up and it started in the middle and we didn't realize it? Because it starts off with a Halloween party and the kid luring a couple of the people off to the pit. Who Shad really wanted to go to his Halloween party. He yes, mentioned a, it literally four times while we were watching the movie. This was a pretty kick-ass Halloween party for some 10-year-olds. He really wanted to be there as a 10-year-old. He was yes. like, why, why, why weren't there parties like that for me when I was 10? Yeah, I was a little jealous and pissed off about that. But it starts off with him. He lures him to there, pushes him in the pit... Then we get the name of the movie, we get the title, and then we go back well, to the beginning so we can see what happened before all that. And then later in the movie, we get to see that entire scene again. Yeah, I didn't like that. I And, I, and the reason why I didn't like that is because literally those are my first notes in the film. It starts off with them having the Halloween party and then the kid lures him there, but it's a flashback of a flashback of a flashback because when you're at the Halloween party, they flash forward to earlier in the day when the kid asks to be part of the club and he gets punched in the face, like when yeah. they're in the playground. Then there's the Halloween party later on in the evening. So they show you like, oh, here I am at the Halloween party. Oh, but earlier today, this is the shit that happened. And this is why we're here at the Halloween party. And I'm luring these guys and this guy into the pit. It was just like, what is going on? <laughs> it See, was I'm all over the place. If this is one of those things. It says the movie's like an hour and 40 minutes. I wonder if this is one of those things where they were like contractually obligated. To, they said, okay, you move your movie has to be an hour and 40 minutes. They finished it and it was like an hour and 36 minutes. And they said... How the fuck do we get that extra four to five minutes in here? And they said, ah, flashback, flashback. We'll just put a, we'll just put one of the scenes at the beginning because you know they've done this in other movies. Like Pulp Fiction opens with the whole scene of the two talking at the restaurant, and then they jump up and do the robbery. Later on, they don't repeat the entire scene from the beginning. You just you're like you've already seen all that. You just see it from the other side. You see it from Samuel Jackson and John Travolta's point of view then, which is what most movies do. So there had to be something weird here, like they needed extra time to fill the movie out. So they just said, you know what, just take that one scene. and It's about five minutes. Just put it at the beginning. It's fine. We'll just double it. Yeah, I don't know. And let's talk about this kid, Jamie. Now, I know that when boys are going through puberty and they start noticing things about their body. And boobs. And fine boobs. That they go a little crazy and they do crazy things and they're nasty things uh, because they can't control themselves. But this little boy was... I feel like he was on one. He was way out there and he was very creepy. This the, There's a scene right in the beginning where 
the babysitters having dinner. Now, she just like got the job. And the dad's <laughs> like, let's have dinner with us because she's a, a new pair. And she they're eating dinner and the little boy just happens. And when I mean little boy, he's 12. Jamie's 12. Jamie drops his napkin and he's looking under the table at you know, the babysitters, you know, in between her legs. This is what I felt was whatever. If you know there's a little boy down there, maybe this is not the opportune time to be crossing your legs, Sharon Stone style, under the table. I felt like she wanted him to see some shit. And then the dad is so odd. He just grabs him and jerks him out and is like, enough of that, young man. I know what you're doing. And everyone just kind of goes back to dinner like nothing happened. And then there's this whole other scene between you know, his teacher and a librarian and this book that he checked out and he had cut out the woman's form out of the book. And it was a, one of those like nude artist books. He cut out just a body. And then later, literally the next scene you see the librarian is going back to like restore the book after the teacher turned it in and she sees the cutout and she's like, Oh, this looks familiar. Whips out with a fucking note in her pocket. And the note is literally that body, but with her head like, on the body. Like, like a cutout photo of her head yeah, on the body. Like photocopied onto it like 1980s style where you went down to the grocery store. Like you were a serial killer and you're making like the little... <laughs> the demand note? Yes. <laughs> I will kill one every night with the newspaper letters. It looked about that quality on it. And let me tell you, okay, I know that there's a thing about, like, librarians being hot. I get it, okay? Not that this woman wasn't hot. She she lived in the same block as he did. So he she was very into fitness, you know? So it's the early 80s. So, like, aerobics. She was, like, she was doing Pilates. She she was doing all in, in the outfit. And I guess that just made him crazy. He was just like, I'm in love with this librarian lady until the babysitter came along. Because... The other fucking underlining thing in the movie, and this is going to be really fucked up. You're going to be like, that's weird. I did not notice this. How did the 12-year-old have his attentions on this mature woman? Let's say she was 35, okay? Yeah. And then the younger woman comes into play. Mindy Grain, yes, she does live in the house, so he has more access to see her naked. But the younger woman, he's like, oh, forget about that old lady. I got this young chick. Already starting with the guy, like, being, like, total dude. <laughs> Just dumping the old lady for the, the new, brand new model. Okay. <laughs> and what gets me is, like, he... This is one of those movies where people just do crazy shit. Like, he goes at one point to the librarian. And keep in mind, this is all, like, while some of the monster stuff is... He hasn't started feeding people to it yet, but he already knows about the monsters. He takes a tape recorder, hooks it up to a payphone, calls the librarian, and has the voice on there, which is very obviously his. Oh, this is way later. And then is like, you need to come to the window right now and take your shirt off and show the, your boobs out to the window, or else I'll kill your daughter because I have her kidnapped. I thought it was a fucking teddy bear calling. Because Shadow was like, how is he doing this? Because he's in the fucking bushes with the binoculars. Yeah, and I'm like... And a Polaroid. I'm like, how's he doing this? There's no cell phone back in 1981. And if there was, he'd have been carrying it in a giant backpack with a radar dish on the top. Well, he wasn't a dummy. He had the tape recorder. Yeah, it was amazing that the tape recorder was perfectly timed to allow him to get up there and get to see all this. And press play. Yeah, but this this kid (laughs) was something else, man, because he could pull off some things. And also, the librarian's daughter... 
hated this kid's guts. And she just did cruel shit to him throughout the whole movie. Yeah. She would call him over and be like, hey, you want to ride my bicycle? And he'd go, yeah, sure. Gets on it. So he rides off. The front wheel falls off. And he just collapses. She's like, ha, 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 Forgot to tell you, the wheel's not attached, you idiot. This is what they need to show bullies. They need to show, like, excerpts of this movie where it's just the people doing the terrible shit to him. It needs to be edited. People doing the bully shit, right? And then him getting his revenge, which I'm not condoning violence in either way, but it's like, lesson learned, lesson needs to be learned. Do not bully people. Yeah. Because they might have a crazy fucking pit monster they're going to feed you to. Do not bully the creepy <laughs> kid that lives in the, down the street from you because he just might be a psychopath. Or he might grow up to be Bill Gates. And that could have been your best friend. You could have lived on an island. But nope, not now. So yeah, like, and I love the part where he's just like stealing money from the babysitter too to go and buy raw meat down at the at the butcher shop. For so the he, trogs. Can, he can just throw the the meat to the trogs in there, and he throws it like the whole giant paper grocery bag full of meat at one time. Like, don't throw a couple of pieces and see how they do. No, he just dumps the whole bag at one time. Well, then tries to steal like a big leg of lamb or something from the place. Yeah, like, that was hilarious. I'm like, where was he going with this? He was going to drag it on the floor. Like, no one was going to be like, why is that 12 year old dragging a leg of lamb? That's weird. Like, and when I say a leg, I don't mean a little one either, like a giant. It was like more so like the thigh and the leg. Yeah. It was like the whole fucking thing. And he was going to drag this off the butcher's. This, of course, it's just like, you know, it's an early 80s movie. So, of course, the butcher sees this and it's like, ha ha ha. Kids. Yeah, this is what the... Boys will be boys. The inquiries from the butcher, it's like, sir, I have money, and you're supposed to give me the product, I'm, the merchandise I'm trying to buy. That's it. There's no questions. I didn't go in there and buy fucking, okay, maybe it's a little odd you're buying trash bags, a knife, and a fucking rope. That might be like a question needs to be had. But the man, the, the kid is just trying to buy meat. Why does he have to say, well, I'm buying meat for my mom and my dad, and they're going to have a large dinner party. And oh, I'm yeah? Just How many people are going to be at it? Yeah, and I'm like, hello? This is a lot of meat for five people. <laughs> this is the Inquisition? Like, and what then is the next, And then the next day, he comes back to buy more, and the guy's like, you just bought meat yesterday. Right? Wait a minute. Your parents are out of town. Who's eating all this meat? Yeah, who's eating all this meat? What are, what are you doing you, with this meat? What are you doing with it? Who gives a shit just selling the meat? He has the money. It's not like he's coming in and asking you for cough medicine or something that where you're thinking, oh, exactly. he's going to get high off of this. The worst he could be doing with all that meat is eating it. Well, I mean, I guess the worst he could be doing is feeding it to trogs in a pit. But Yeah, but he wasn't thinking about he that. He wasn't thinking about that. Um, when you said that the, they had taken the Polaroids of the teacher, when he bought the Polaroids back, the teddy bear was like, I'm going to look at these a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> and even like the people in this area, like I granted the kid is weird. He talks to the teddy bear even before he finds the trogs. But there's like these old people in the neighborhood they see when they're just like that's that weird kid. I hate his guts. And just start talking about him like before he started meeting the trogs, he really didn't seem to do anything except just roam around the neighborhood and be quiet. And all the old people are like, this little fucker, I hate him so much. Yeah, and they kind of touched base a little bit during the whole bathtub scene when he asked the babysitter to give him a bath. And she's like, aren't you a little too old for that? And he's like, no, my mom does it all the time. And then there's that weird monologue he says, and he... <laughs> he says that the mom likes to bathe him a lot. Like, what is that about? Like, yeah. why is the mom bathing him? He's 12. Like, that's gross. This is not like the kid was 
four and the mom was giving him a bath. No, he's 12. He's well old enough to know how to use soap and a sponge yeah. at this point. You so know? I don't know if there was some underlining weird stuff going on between the mom and the kid. And that's why the kid was all fucked up in the head. Like, who the fuck? Maybe that's something that is expanded in the novel. But it, it, it was just really strange, that whole thing. And Okay, <sighs> and also, this, this, may, this may go into this as well. I have never seen a house before in my life that the door to the bathroom is a glass door. <laughs> Not the door to the shower inside the bathroom. Oh no, the door to the bathroom is like a little slightly frosted glass. It was like the principal glass, like the, for the old schools, like the principal's door. Yeah, it's or a like an bit, office but door. You can still clearly see through it and see what's going on in there. Yeah. But this is this is the door to the bathroom. So I guess if you grow up in that house where you can just look in there and see everybody, maybe that makes you a little weird to start with. And also, if you're the babysitter and you've already seen this kid peeping under the table at you and like looking around at you, she wakes up the one morning with like, you know, one boob is falling out of her shirt and the kid's just standing at the end of the bed like <laughs> He's giving the Beavis Boom. laugh. Wouldn't you lock the bathroom door before you went in there to take your shower? No, wait, she was sleeping. No, she was taking a shower when he went in and wrote, I love you. Oh, yeah, like, the after the bathtub scene, wouldn't you lock the door? Yeah. He goes in there and writes, like, I love you, and I don't remember if it was lipstick or crayon. It's a marker. It's a marker on the window, or on the mirror, rather. She comes out and sees it and freaks out. Does not get dressed before she goes to yell at him. No, she's just no. like, I'm going to go to the teenage boy's room, very wet, in my robe that I'm... No, no, literally... in a towel. Oh, in a towel. With a towel wrapped around. That she's holding, like, for dear life. And I'm going to go in there and I'm going to yell at him about this. I don't know, maybe lock the door, maybe go put a shirt on before you go to yell at the teenage boy. Maybe a bra too. Maybe just a whole... Just put the nunnery, like the... <laughs> something before you go talk to this kid because it's obvious he's a little fixated on you and he's a little creepy so maybe you don't want to go talk to the potential rapist naked that's all i am thinking i'm gonna tell you that was me okay i'm an au pair now this is an au pair like in the early 80s so it wasn't like she was making like boohoo money okay this is not she's not taking care of her kardashian child she's a regular kid and I have my boobas out and I see the weird kid like leering over the bed, like staring at me. And then I'm all startled. And he tells me like, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. That's when I'm like, I'm out. Okay. Yeah, Cause that's, you know, who says, oh, I'm not going to hurt you. People who are going to hurt you. The same thing with the guy that says like, you catch him in the kitchen, just like the hand in the cookie jar. Oh, I'm not taking the cookies. Then what the fuck else are you doing with your hand in the jar? Because you're obviously going to take the cookies. Well, we're about to have a cat fight here. You two knock it off. This movie was described as uh, like an after-school special meets like horror movie or something. And that's exactly what it is. It yeah. has a weird after-school special feel. Yeah, and it... <sighs> so, I, so, let's be honest. We love this movie, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those ones that's terrible in a way that you kind of love. Because it's so far out there on left field that it's just like... Wow, they went for that shit, didn't they? And then, you know, once he starts, like, feeding all the people in the town to it, he is relentless. He's not like, oh, I'm going to feed one person a month to these people. He's like, no, I'm going to take the old lady in the wheelchair down the street. I'm going to just go shove her into the pit immediately. That's like the first one, I think, is the old lady in the wheelchair. He's like, this will teach her. Then he gets the babysitter's boyfriend, 
Well, not her boyfriend, the guy that she just be happened to hooking up that week. Because later on, oh, when he right. goes missing, they're like, oh, no, he's missing. Says the guy that's dropping her off from the date, who's like, oh, that's real sad. And she's like, yeah, it happens. And I'm like, uh, he just went missing like the last night. Like, hello, you already in the car with she's, another dude on a date having sex with this dude? a young woman. You can't expect her to live her whole life celibate just waiting for him to come back. Yeah, that whole 12 hours must have been real fucking hard for her. It was rough, man. It was a rough 12 hours. Then he, so he got that guy. Then he gets the uh, little girl down the lane who was, you know, teasing him with the bike. He gets her. And Who doesn't he get would be, the, yeah. he gets everybody. Yep, and then he, you know, he gets the bully that wouldn't let him join the club that, you know, punched him. Those are the ones you see at the beginning from the Halloween party. He throws him and the girl who didn't really do anything to him, except kind of. Well, she kind of laughed at him when he. No, got she hit. laughed in, in earlier that day, so that meant that she had to die. Yeah, and so there's he, a whole weird monologue too. Like he takes him for a tutu, and I'm like, oh, I don't like where this is going. And then he's like, "You're so pretty." I'm so sorry. This is what's happening now for you. And then he just dumps her in the fucking pit. And I'm like, damn, that was some savage shit right there. But, but man, this kid is on it too. Because you're like, why is he taking the tutu off? That's creepy. What is he going to do with that? Oh, what he's going to do with that is he's going to put that and souvenirs from all the people that he's thrown into the pit. He's going to put that in the trunk of the car of the new guy that the babysitter is seeing. And frame this guy's ass for murder. Who? Multiple murders. Yeah, so... The movie, I don't want to, I mean, it's a really old movie. I don't want to give away the ending. It's a, it, you should definitely watch it. I give it three solid knives. I'm yeah. just going to give my rating right now. I will too. I'll give it three knives as well. And it's, the ending of it, yeah, when you think it's over, it's not. And Twice, actually. I thought it was over, like, after, like, the last murder and then that other shit transpired. Yeah, and then it has a little bit of a surprise at the end. But if you've watched enough horror movies, when it starts to go this way, you'll be like, mm, I think I know where this is going. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a fun movie worth seeing. And this is definitely one that I would like to sit down with the people involved in it and just go, what What the fuck were you thinking? What was going on in this movie? And this, this screenwriting process, like, what? how did this come? Well, I, I mean, we... It should be the novel because yeah, the novel and the mix because it's mixed because it's not straight straight up like the novel. Yeah, you know, I can understand why they had to go in a way to have something more you know uh, concrete, like touchable, because they're monsters and monsters sell as opposed to having some psycho kid like and you you know how are you going to do that? Yeah. You know, it's it, it wouldn't have worked out, I guess, maybe. I don't think so. Not in that day and age. Or it would have been a little bit, a little more dull if he was just, the teddy bear was just telling him to kill people and then he did it. That would have been like a lot of other movies out there. Yeah. Like that magic with Anthony Hopkins. He's got like the ventriloquist dummy that's telling him to kill people. It had been a little along the lines of just another kind of, I know Chucky hadn't happened yet, but there were other evil doll things where the evil doll is telling people to kill. Dolls. <laughs> well, it didn't happen yet either, but still. Toys. <laughs> no, I, I know. I'm just working with the. Office. I think in the Twilight Zone one with the, uh, was it Chatty Kathy or whatever it was, yes. where she's like, and you better be real nice to me. Yeah, I'm. If she, if that doll had come into my house, she didn't even have to speak. She just looked at me. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. You want cookies every night? That's what's happening. Cookies every night. There's a that Stephen King book, Duma Key. They do one of the things in it that I. This will spoil the book. So if you if you don't want, if you haven't read Duma Key and want to skip over this part. They do a great thing in that where they find a little evil doll 
And they're like, uh, the only thing that, contain, that can contain this is to put it in silver. They put it in silver, seal it in a brick, and then throw it into a super deep-ass lake. And they're like, good luck with anybody finding that. Yeah. It's like, hey, that's the way to do it right there. You, you sealed it up, you threw it to the bottom of like a 900-foot lake. Not my problem anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I've done everything I can. I feel like if you're the person that finds that, you were just meant to die. Like yeah, that's, that, you that was just meant... coming for you. Because, yeah. yeah, there's no way you're just going to stumble on that on accident. Also, I feel like it's like Trolls meets an after-school special. I got a lot of, like, Troll, not part two, the yeah, first part. The first one, yeah. Um, it, Probably more so because there's a kid and, like, weird things are happening. but And they're weird, like, I want to say mystical, but just weird things. Because we never get an explanation where the trucks came from. There's, like, textbook slash mythos that they throw around, you know. They, yeah. they, they do both. They do something that's science, and they do something that's more, like, lore. Um, and it's just for you to decide. They don't really go into it. And I'm fine with that. You know, there's only four of them. I mean, or five of them. Yeah, there's not that many. So, But it's just weird that they yeah, never bother to explain anything. Yeah. Usually, they, especially in the 80s, they would always come up with some bullshit explanation where they would just be like, oh, yes, the nuclear power plant uh, cracked open the earth and they came from deep below or something, you know. There's just nothing. They're just, oh, yeah, they're just monsters that fell that were in the pit. That's That's it. This is one of those films that I would not mind a remake or revisioning or revamping or whatever re the fuck you want to say. Yeah, because this is the kind of movie that would be good for that because you take a kind of... It's a fun movie, but it's not that great. Those make for the best remakes, I think, where you take one that's not very good and make it into something that is good. Yeah. They can, without explaining where the trogs come from, just make it... Just how they they went in the both directions. They gave an answer to what what it could be. So if you're a person of science, you're going to be like, well, no, that makes sense. I'm going to go with the science thing. Or if you're a person that believes in like lore and stuff, especially because it's you know in a certain region and that's like what the people have been you know passed down and all that, I would you go in that route. So I like that they did do that because usually it's an either or kind of situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't remind, I wouldn't mind a remake of this and definitely would have loved to see like what they could do with the trogs, like do practical and then use the special effects when needed. Yeah. But go on the practical route. And maybe the- this could be like, Hey, Guillermo del Toro, maybe this is a movie you need to do. Hey, there we go. <laughs> this feels kind of like a Tales from the Crypt too, doesn't it? Yes, for sure. Yeah, like a little morality play of like, don't don't bully the kid down the road. It's Creepshow in the freaking beginning with the kid and the... Yeah. This kid does kind of look like the kid they draw on Creepshow. Yeah, for sure, because he has a same... Well, this is a stupid bowl cut. Yeah. But it was a big thing, you yeah, know, in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. I even had one. <laughs> okay? Don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh. I I'm laughing because I couldn't have a bowl cut, remember, because my hair just grew straight out. <laughs> You were going more the Don King route. Yeah, I went the Don King route. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gymnast made that. I think the gymnast made that uh, haircut. Uh, uh, Meryl, I don't know. I wasn't alive during that. But there's a famous gymnast. Well, I don't know that one either. It must have been before me, too. Mary Lou Henner? No. No, not Mary Lou Henner. But her name sounds like that somewhere. <laughs> She's, people that are older or alive that are listening to this are like shaking their heads like, you should know this person's name. She was in the fucking Wheaties box. Um, so, yes, that haircut. 
And I'm sorry, I'm going to stop talking about the haircut. Then. Okay. <laughs> the Trogs did not have this haircut. They had really long no. hair. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for my first uh, birthday pick of the month. And stay tuned to the horror, guys. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.